Do you ever wonder what would happen if, well, if... If you give a dad a podcast. Hello, all my beautiful people. Hey, Mom, I'm not going to college like we planned. I'm going to take a couple years off. I just gave all my college money to this uh, professional wrestling promoter. And uh, yeah, I'm going, to be a, I'm going to be a big superstar one day. I'm a, I'm a human and I'm a chiropractor. I wasn't about to call you dad, so... <laughs> <laughs> I'm what you call a nerd fan. In the Monos Chronicles, the new web series that I'm working on... We inadvertently made that kid cry. We didn't mean to. I mean... <laughs> people get really mad at those videos. For some reason, like, it triggers really? certain people, yeah. First tryout, made the team, made starting position. I was right guard for a little while. Hey, Jared, that's where I was going to tell you about. Here it is. It's going to be from a, a nerdy dad's point of view. You're starstruck. It's not a big deal, man. I am being starstruck. <laughs> <laughs> I made a really good career out of being able to bump, sell, and I had a punch me face. That's why they call it if you give a dad a podcast. Exactly. <laughs> Available everywhere podcasts are found. From pillar to post and coast to coast. This is a one-man gang. You're listening to a book. Hey, do you watch wrestling? Ladies and gentlemen, it's time! Alright, so I'm going back to ring announcing. I'm going back to ring announcing, and I am so excited to be going back to ring announcing. Uh, I've been having the itch. I've really, really been having the itch to uh, to to go to get back into a locker room, to to get in the middle of a ring, to be in front of a crowd, to see if I can still do that cool stuff with my voice. Um, I just I've really been itching. Uh, but of course, and at the risk of making it sound like I'm I'm a big thing. It was going to take something special for me to go back to ring announcing. As itchy as I've been getting, uh, a lot of you know the stuff that's gone on with my wife and my son, and so it's it's just I really have to pick and choose, you know, when I can leave the house and and you know do things like this. Um, you know, I, unfortunately, it's caused me to kind of lose contact with new school uh, out of Hamilton and to to kind of get out of contact with Magnificent Championship Wrestling in Brantford. Uh, don't get me wrong, both companies have been awesome. Like, the, the, you know, the, the, the invitation is open for me to return there at any point. But, you know, they got to move on. They can't just wait for their commentator, ring announcer, whatever, you know, position I might hold. So... But I, I know for a fact that both those companies have an open invitation to me. Um, but the, the, the company that I am going back to is another company that is special to me. It, and again, it had to be something special that I would, I would you know, take the time to, to get out of the house. And it's for Neo Pro Wrestling. Neo Pro Wrestling is uh, a company that... It's, they're out of Niagara Falls, Ontario, Canada, and 
the very first wrestling show that I ever brought my wife to, then girlfriend, was a Neo show. It was in Welland, Ontario, and my wife had never been to a wrestling show. She knew of wrestling, but she had never had any desire to ever go to a wrestling show. And I, I talked her into going to a show uh, with me. She had been to a show where I was on the show, and but she had never been to a show with me. So I talked her into it. And I've, I've told this story before, kind of like it's, it's special in that regard, but it also special at, at one point, my, my wife, then girlfriend had to go to the bathroom. So she goes downstairs to the bathroom and she comes back and she says, there's a naked girl in the bathroom. And I'm like, really? Cause now she has my attention. And she said, yeah, she's down there, and she was asking what I thought of these outfits and what she should wear and what went with what and, and things like that. And I'm like, oh, well, that's kind of cool. And as the show went on, the my, my, my wife is sitting on my left, and there's someone on my right, and the person on my right said something. They said something about the show, and uh, I, I turned and I answered them. And as soon as I turned, my wife said, that's her, that's her, and started pointing at the ring. And I'm like, that's who? That's the naked girl from the bathroom. And that naked girl was Cherry Bomb, who probably you guys know better as uh, the bunny in AEW. And uh, she was going by Cherry Bomb at that point. And I kind of knew Cherry Bomb in very passing. She was, I think she was on two shows that I was you know, involved with. So even though we didn't directly interact other than like, hi, how you doing? It was, you know, we, we didn't really interact, but we had, we did know each other. Uh, and I, and I reached out to her and I said, Hey, my girlfriend, you know, was down in the basement and she was like, ah, like I found this naked girl in the bat. And I don't think cherry bomb really found it that amusing coming from me, but I completely understand. I really, really do. But it's a funny story. Nonetheless, uh, Neo, Neo is also special to me, um, for another, another, uh, another reason. As, as a lot of you know, I do the yearly, or I've been trying to do the annual, uh, wrestling with ALS show. And years ago I was recording, um, promos for it in my basement and they, they looked like garbage to be completely honest. And the management of Neo reached out to me and they had, I guess what was a school or a training center of, of, of sorts. And they said, why don't you come in and you can record them in the ring or in front of the ring and it'll look super professional. And I did. I, I went in and they looked great and I cut these promos and they were 100% awesome uh, to, to allow me to cut because I didn't have anything directly involved with them at that point. Um, so just, just them reaching out and said, Hey, if you want some, another place to do it, by all means, come on in and do it. And they were, they were awesome to let me do that. The, uh, so uh, that, another reason that they're, they're special to me, um, to, to kind of extend on that story. Um, I don't know how long it was after they had done me this great favor of allowing me to record in this uh, training center, they were holding an event and they were going to try 
the round system, where I think it was three rounds, five minutes each round. And they reached out and they asked me if I would do the timekeeping, like the and and genuine timekeeping. Now the kind of the the problem I think with that, or I don't I don't think I know, was I worked for another company in Niagara Falls, Ontario, Canada. And that company, Busted Knuckle, um, had had asked me not to work for another company in Niagara Falls, Ontario, Canada, which was totally fine to me because I I get that. I understand that. Um, even though I'm I'm just a ring announcer, like I, and I don't mean just a ring announcer because I'm a damn good ring announcer. Um, I I I understood that. You know, I I am a unique figure or character or whatever label you want to put on it, and I I I myself believed I should not work for another company within a geographical area. Uh, just like a lot of people, like in the in the territory days, where you 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 don't wrestlers don't you know move around and they only work for one company and things of that nature. So. Busted Knuckle had asked me never to work for another company in Niagara Falls. And so, but they, Neo had done this great favor for me, allowing me to record. So I, we had decided that I was going to do the timekeeping. And I said, great, you know, I'll do the timekeeping, but just do me a favor. Don't acknowledge me. Um, you know, don't, don't say my name, don't anything like that. Uh, because I do work for Busted Knuckle and I want to honor their request. So they, they said, that's fine. That's great. No problem. We go, the, the show comes along and, um, I, I'm, I'm dressed, you know, professionally because even though I'm just, I'm not just, but I'm, I'm doing the timekeeping and no one theoretically is supposed to be paying attention to me. I still want to look professional. So they acknowledged me. They at the, the the beginning of the show. They said, "And your timekeeper, Matthew Terry." And I was just like, "Ah, crud!" So you know, I gave a little wave, and everybody gave you know a little applause. And I did end up getting in a little bit of trouble, right? I, I guess I, not not even really trouble, but you know, the busted knuckle did get a hold of me and and say like, "I thought you weren't supposed to." And I said, "Oh, they did me this favor, and I did you know I was doing a favor back, and I asked them not to acknowledge me, and they acknowledged me." Um, but I got a nice little, uh, nice little, um, applause. Um, also that show, uh, somebody, oh, I wish I could remember what his name is, but he was from pro wrestling illustrated and he got into the ring and someone kept saying, you're not Terry or something, which is me. (laughs) And you're not Terry or we want Terry or something like that. I can't remember exactly what they were chanting and whoever this person is from Pro Wrestling Illustrated, and I feel bad that I can't remember what their name is. Um, it's just, oh, I can see him, but I just I can't put his name on him. This is frustrating. Uh, he, uh, he said, I don't know who that is. And I wanted to stand up and go, that's me. <laughs> but again, I wanted to keep uh, my profile kind of low. Um, but with all that being said, you know, Neo is, you know, is very special to me. Neo has a very special place in my heart. It is my pleasure to to be going to ring announce for them. This is the first time I'm going to ring announce for them, and I cannot wait. Uh, I, I got all the information in front of here. 
Uh, if you consider this a commercial, great. If you don't consider this commercial, that's great too. Uh, but you got to have this information. So it's it's Saturday, May twentieth, two thousand twenty-three. Obviously, uh, Neo Rising Three Homecoming, presented by Rest When Dead Clothing. It is at the Columbus Club, Niagara Falls, sixty-nine hundred. So that's six nine zero zero sixty-nine hundred, Stanley Avenue, Niagara Falls, Ontario. Uh, I'm thinking the bell is going to ring at 7 o'clock because it just says 7 to 10. I'm going to guess the bell is ringing at 7 o'clock, so don't think that the doors are opening at 7 and the show is starting at 8. Just to be safe, let's just say the bell is going to ring at 7 o'clock. Already announced or already... Yeah, already announced. What am I... Sorry. Former WWE NXT superstar Sean Spears, he's returning to Niagara Falls and he's going to be there. Impact Wrestling star Cody Deaner, he's going to be there. Tiberius King, the Italianos, Jeremy Elliott, Elliot, sorry, and tons, tons more. Um, it's going to be a great show. Because I'm uh, the ring announcer and because I get to be part of different discussions, I'm, I'm privy to rumors, I guess. And, you know, certain things that might happen at the show or certain things that they're planning at the show that might or might not happen. If if these things happen, it's going to be an awesome, awesome show. It's going to be an awesome show regardless. But the the things that they have planned just need to be made official. Um, You know, keep your eyes open. I will I, I will put. I will put the link for the tickets. You can go to Go Neo Pro. So that's G O N E O P R O dot C A. You can go there. I'll put that link in the description of this podcast. You can check that out. Go there. Get your tickets. It, you know, it's 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 going to be a good show. It's going to be a special show for me. Uh, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna go back to ring announcing. This is flipping awesome. I cannot wait. Joe Dog Hallam is on the show today. Joe is a very talented man in many different regards, and we talk about quite a bit of them on this episode. Uh, we talk about ring announcing. We talk about Good Brother Morning. We talk about his restoration of LJN figures. We talk about all kinds of things. Uh, Joe Dog Hallam is a guy that no matter how many times you hear him, you just want to hear him again and again and again. He just has that voice, that attitude, that personality, that energy, just that drawing element to him. I, I really should talk to Joe more. Not just on here or on some other platform, but in life. Now, it might sound like it, but I'm not trying to date the guy, but, you know... If he asked me to dance, I might. So with all that being said, ladies and gentlemen, it's time to fight with Joe Dog Hallam. All right, so J- Joe, let's. I'm, let, I'm just going to get this out of the way because I really want to know. And if it's none of my damn business, then you tell me it's none of my damn business. But what, what the fuck happened to the podcast? Yeah, well... Um... Uh, uh, originally, I guess uh, Rex was between homes. Let's say okay. uh, he, he had kind of relocated, um, so he didn't really have he didn't really have a good place to set up all of his stuff, right? So, um, so yeah, so we just kind of took a bit of a break until we could figure it out, and then and then 
wrestling came back, uh, which uh, <laughs> which the podcast kind of thrived on, uh, you know, the COVID times because Eric and Rex and I had nothing like there was no shows. So the whole point of the podcast was let's get together and we'll talk about we'll talk the way we do in the locker room where we joke around with each other. We make fun of each other. And uh, then when there's actually a locker room again, Rex and Eric don't really need the podcast. I don't ring it out very much or referee very much. So I'm like, oh, so I still have my setup up there. Uh, I still got my my good brother morning backdrop uh, ready to go just in case, because uh, once in a while I'll send Rex and Eric a message and I'll say, hey, what if we do like a one night stand like ECW did? <laughs> Where we do Good Brother Morning one night stand, we'll do just one one off episode, but and Rex will be like, yeah. So anyway, so you never know. We might we might do uh, one or two more, but but yeah, that was kind of the uh, at least the interim for now. We'll see. I like to say I don't want. I kind of feel like uh, I always say, you know, after ECW closed, Rhino still kept checking the website to see what dates uh, when the next ECW show is. That's kind of me too. I keep looking for that Zoom uh, link uh, from Rex to see if. So you never know. You never know. Hopefully, fingers crossed, we get to do a couple more episodes. But, but yeah, that's kind of what. Uh, so at least there was no big fallout between the three of us, D- despite despite how we treated each other and made fun of each other. We're all still really good friends, so that's good. Well, because it, it it really had traction and it really had a following. Like I'm not blowing any smoke when I say people would be talking about it. Like even when you guys were nowhere around, Eric wasn't around, Rex wasn't around, you weren't around. People were talking about good brother morning and it was a thing to be invited on you you guys had me on i was mm-hmm. i was a huge fan yeah. uh, so i was just like well, fuck yeah i'll get onto the onto the podcast so when it, and then it kind of it, it kind of stopped and then it seemed like it kind of started but then it kind of stopped again mm-hmm. and it's it, like well why like you know i i understand let's let's get it on top but just and i i you you already kind of covered that, but let's the the podcast. <clears throat> you guys did put each other through some shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, it's, uh, it's so it's funny the uh, the uh, the show we did in Goddard where uh, at the end of the show uh, Eric laid laid in the ring for like almost the ring was almost disassembled, and finally Pretty Ricky came up to him and was like. Hey, what's your opinion on Rex Atkins? He did like a little mini interview with Eric half, you know, half knocked out. And he was like, he's the reason Good Brother Morning's dead. <laughs> like, yeah, but he was also the one that made it alive. Like, he's the one that did all the work. He edited it and like did all the stuff. So, so uh, yeah, it. Uh, you're right. I think uh, we did have a really good following. I even had some buddies from high school that were like, hey, when's the pod coming back? I'm like, you're listening to that? Like, that's not for you. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, no, I think it's great because... Yeah, we, you're right. We did put each other through some stuff, but it wasn't like, I think it really opened, uh, maybe opened the lens to show people like, this is what it's like at wrestling. Like people think that wrestlers, uh, not that I'm calling myself a wrestler, but, but being in the business with the other guys, uh, people think that they're like these, you know, serious, whatever, but that's a locker room is if you watch an episode of, of Good Brother Morning, like that's what we do in the back is we just you know, break each other's balls and we make fun of each other and tell each other we're stupid, but whatever. But really there's like this deep, you know, like bond that like, uh, the last, the last wrestling show I was at, um, my wallet got stolen. And as I'm loading up, Eric came over and he gave me a hundred bucks cash. He goes, well, here, that's the way if you got to stop and get gas or whatever, here's a hundred bucks cash. And it's like, if you, if you had have heard our conversation 
even 10, 15 minutes earlier where I was calling Eric an idiot and he was calling me a fat piece of shit. Like it's, it's, it's so funny. This like the, you know, it's uh yeah, there, it, it, it seems like we hate each other's guts, but, but that that's all of wrestling too. Like there's, you know, Elian Habanero and like all my best friends, like Jeff Black, like all of my best friends are wrestling. It's like, if you, if you, you're like, wow, why are you mad at him? It's like, no, no, that's just how we talk. Like we, you know, we, we, uh, yeah, we make it interesting. So, yeah. But it, and that was GBM. And it's not just like, I, I don't think people really realize like the fraternity, if you will, about wrestling. Mm-hmm. And it's, and it's not even like, well, we all work for this company. Like they say, oh, well, you know, everybody that works for WWE watches out for everybody that works for WWE right. or AEW or whatever. It, it's, I have seen so many quote unquote names mm-hmm. come to, Alpha One or MCW or wherever, and I've seen them legitimately care mm. about other wrestlers, people that they've never met. But this mm. is this is part of the fraternity. Yeah, and you know, I I don't think people really realize that because a lot of people say, oh, it's it's not the same as the old days yeah. like years ago when it was a close knit society and everybody was so just, you know, that there, there is still a huge element of, you know, you're in wrestling, I'm in wrestling. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if it's the, well, you know, we take care of each other, brother, you know, it's mm-hmm. like when you're in the ring and that just kind of follows through. Yeah. It, it's funny. The, um, <clears throat> yeah, a lot of people do say that, like, it's not the same as it was, blah, blah, blah. but a couple things I got thinking, even last night I was, I was at my shoot job and I'm thinking like, you know, it actually is maybe a little bit better that it's a little more open and exposed because I don't like watching my friends hurt each other for real. Like if, if, if Eric or Rex were in a real fight, I'd be like trying to break it up or like, I'd be really upset, but like the, you know, when they're like, Eric can work like Eric, he can, you know, you, it's, it's still going to hurt when you wrestle him from, you know, from what I've seen from his opponents, but it, it just looks like a million bucks. Right. So it's like, it's a little more open and also it's okay for the, for the good guys to be friends with the bad guys. Whereas, you know, back in the, if you've watched the tales of the territories and all that kind of stuff, it's like, you know, it, that was not an option. You can't ride together if you're, but so now for it to be like, you know, cause, cause sometimes, you know, some of the heels are the funniest guys to hang out with in real life. Right. So so uh, uh, yeah, it's it's maybe it's kind of nice that it's a little more open and, but yeah, and and some of the names you said like Rex and Eric and you said Jeff Black and Elian Habanero are just genuinely some of the nicest guys on planet Earth. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The story I always tell about Jeff Black is, you know, like he, if anybody watched him, he's he's been a bad guy for what 15 years or whatever like he just he, he shits on everybody and, and tells the crowd to whatever and and i remember in guelph uh my buddy tor hart showed up for a show and the and in the red chevron they have like a little elevator seat for people in wheelchairs and it either we couldn't figure out how to work it or or it was broken we don't know but jeff picked him up out of his wheelchair and carried him up the stairs and then somebody brought the chair up and he set him back in i'm like then literally half an hour an hour later 
Jeff walks out and goes right in his face and and goes, get out of here, kid, and whatever. And Tor's like, ah, shaking his fist at him. I'm like, he knows. He knows that, you know, it's, yeah, it's funny that the, you know, the scariest, meanest heel there that's telling everybody to shut up and and whatever. And and like I said, like, I don't know if Eric's going to like me telling this story, but at the charity show I did, I handed him his pay. I said, here you go. Thanks for wrestling. And he took the money out, saw how much it was, and handed it right back and said, "Go get, go donate it to charity." I'm like, "You're like, you, you just he they he they literally wrestled around the arena and kids were throwing chips at him and he was telling them to shut up and he's like he's like the meanest guy on the show. He's he's saying how he hates being in Godrich and and blah 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 and he's like, "Nah, I'll I'll wrestle here for free." So it's like, yeah, it's uh, as you said, the the fraternity life of like. You know, you're in wrestling. I'm in wrestling. I remember we went to my wife and I went to Nova Scotia for a wedding and we're walking down the main street and I see a poster for an indie show. And I'm like, yeah, let's see how they do it in this province. Right. So um, I take a picture of it. I send it to my boys and Eric goes, hey, Madison Miles is on that show. And I'd never met her. I said, oh, is she like this is when she was still kind of new. He's like, yeah, yeah, she's pretty good. So. I introduced myself, said, Hey, I'm, I'm from Ontario. And, and, uh, she's like, Oh, you know, Eric. And we just started chat. It's like, it's like all of a sudden I was in the, in the club. You know what I mean? It's like, doesn't matter where you are. It's universal. You know what I mean? This, this crazy Ontario wrestling thing also branches out to wherever it's like, Oh, you're, you're in the club. Oh, perfect. Yeah. Right this way. It's like a secret handshake or something. <laughs> well, yeah. And, and, and again, that goes back to us talking about how, like, you know, it was a close knit society and that you weren't allowed completely in or you weren't allowed in at all, but there is still that element to it. Just like that. You're not completely in until you say, Hey, I'm involved with wrestling. Oh, cool. Yeah. I yeah. know Eric Kearney. Like, Oh, you know, Eric. Oh, well, Hey, come on. You know, like, <laughs> yeah, come on in. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's that's what makes it uh that's what makes it special. It's kind of a weird world and it's like you said about about Good Brother Morning and Eric and Rex and I. We put we put each other through some shit, but it's like it's so funny that the the last time I saw Rex and Guelph, like I looked over and, and he he we saw each we just made eye contact and he was you could just see the switch like you fucking idiot. Oh, am I allowed to swear in here or can you beep it out or what? No, no, go go. Okay. Anyway, he's like, you idiot, you dumb piece of shit. As soon as he saw, but biggest smile on his face that he could ever have. Right. So anyway, it was just, just, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's definitely, it's pretty special. It's pretty special. This crazy world of wrestling we're in. And you you were talking about the, uh, the wheelchair and Jeff Black. Uh, when I worked for Universal Wrestling Alliance in Ottawa, there was, uh, a guy by the name of Ryan and we, we started renting, uh, a campus, a gym on the campus. I think it was Algonquin College that they hadn't used in years. So we were renting it. That was our space. That was where they did the training. That's where they did everything. And then they held shows. There was this guy, Ryan, who was or is, he's still with us, um, a paraplegic. And he's in a uh, motorized chair. And Ryan came to all of our shows, but we hadn't put the ramp in yet. Like we were specifically because, well, Ryan's coming. (laughs) Yeah. And Raven went out because he he said like he was there to see Raven. So Raven went out, and then it was Raven that said like went and got like a bunch of wrestlers and stuff, and said like let's let's just lift this fucking thing up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, wow. but yeah, it was like Raven went out and was talking to him, and I guess Ryan said something along the lines of like, "Oh, I wish I was going to the show," and he's like, 
well, hold on a sec. And then yeah. <laughs> Raven just went and got a bunch of wrestlers. And like, I think we can lift it. Like, yeah. he's like, looking he's like, at you're him, going, you're going to the show. If you're here, you're going, you're coming. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like Raven's like, well, how, how much do you think this thing weighs? And like Ryan said something like, I don't know. I've never lifted it. Like, <laughs> mm. And like Raven's like sitting there like, I'm guessing about 900. I think we can do this guys. <laughs> yeah. It, yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. yeah. That's something. Yeah, it, yeah. It's crazy. The, uh, the, you know, the people you mean wrestling that, that especially because, like the the normally the character they play in the ring is uh is kind of intimidating, scary, or mean or whatever. But but deep down they'll help you move, or oh, they'll yeah. uh, <laughs> if you got a flat tire, they'll some of those guys are the guys you you count on, right? So pretty crazy. So I I wanted you I wanted you on here to talk about what is re rubbing. <laughs> Yeah, which sounds a lot dirtier than <laughs> than it than it is. Although it is yeah. dirty in another aspect, um, <laughs> re-rubbing. So we're talking. Are we just talking LJNs? Or are we talking like figures across the board here? Yeah. So um, it 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 definitely started with LJNs. My uh, my wife bought some like paint sets and stuff, and the idea was me and my eight year old son at the time would uh, would uh, you know paint rocks or maybe do some painting or whatever, and. Uh, you know, we got bored of that pretty quick. And then, uh, sure enough, I stumbled over my old, my old LJNs and I thought, man, did I ever have a good, like, there's, there's such a connection there with those old rubber guys. And I'm I'm not the only one that, that feels that way, but I remember as a kid, like my, my, my mom and, and me and my brother, we had to, we had to move and we had to relocate, uh, just for like, you know, a few months. So it was like, okay, this is a temporary situation. We have to go. Uh, you can only take, you know, five or six toys. Cause we don't want to take everything. We're going to be back to our, our, you know, regular house soon. We just, this is just like a quick relocation. And uh, so I took my red shirt, Hogan, my white shirt, Hogan, my, my Jake, the snake, my like that, you know, that was all I needed. Right. So those guys came with me everywhere, even, even when it was, so I stumbled across this box of these guys. I'm like, man, that's so sad that I like, they're so beat up. So I thought, well, I got the paint for painting rocks. Let's, uh, let's touch these bad boys up, which by the way, like, I just want to put out there for the listeners, uh, in, in the LJN world is sometimes like a, a total, like a mortal sin. Like you don't, you don't to some people up. it is blasphemous too. Yeah. 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 If, if you find a black strap Andre or something and you touch up the strap, it's like, what? Like you're, you know, you're going to, you're going to LJN jail, but, but these guys, these guys were all mine and they weren't worth anything in the state they were in like and even a even a jake the snake is only a 15 20 figure on ebay or whatever but but this one was mine and the arms were ripped off because they were like they were i i they were they weren't flimsy but they were so flexible that if you hit a big clothesline or something you could crack a rubber or whatever so so i started uh yeah i started looking into you know i started painting them up making them look good and I said to my buddy at my shoot job, I'm like, yeah, my old rubber wrestlers, I started, uh, I started, you know, redoing them. And, and he said, oh, you're, oh, you're re-rubbing, re-rubbing the old rubs, eh? He kept calling them the rubs. Oh, how the rubs do it? Oh, you're re-rubbing them. So then I thought that's a pretty funny name. So that's where I came up with re-rub studios and, and, uh, and then it just, yeah, kind of snowballed from there. People started saying, Hey, you're doing a good job on those. I've got a bunch. Can you redo mine? And I'm like, are you, are you sure? Because it does. Sometimes it can decrease the value, and they're like, I the the one the one guy he said I don't care because he said I've got like he had the entire set except for Haku and Sergeant Slaughter, and he found them all at flea markets and like he he never ever once bought one off a peg. He found them all in the wild, so that's really impressive to find that many. 
But he said, I, I'm never selling these things because he was the same as me. He has these huge connection to these little rubber men. So he said, I don't care. I like, I, don't, I just want them to look cool on my mantle. So if you do touch them up and it decreases the value, that's fine. He said, the only person I'd ever sell them to is you anyway. And you'd probably, and you'd probably touch them up. So, uh, yeah. So we started, started doing that. We even kind of, and then that's when you kind of branch out into customizing them too. So like, a, like he, he had three or four Tito Santanas. I'm like, well, one of these has to be the Matador. So you yeah. paint his shoes pink and you paint his pants green and, and, uh, yeah, it just kind of went from there. You kind of get, and then, and like I said, I started getting people say, Hey, can you do me a whatever, or can you do a, you know, uh, can you do me a Josh Alexander or can you do me a, uh, or here's a, here's a, I, I did one recently for, uh, my buddy, uh, a buddy of mine from high school said, Hey, I work with a guy that looks just like big John Studd. Got a big long beard, long hair. Do you have any big John studs? So I sent him a picture of one of the big John studs I have. Once again, it's not a huge high value figure either. And uh and he said, Sweet, can you yeah, like he's like, I'll take it, I'll just come pick it up. And I said, No, 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 no. Send me a couple pictures of the guy that you're gonna give it to, and I will I will paint it like him. So I put his work outfit on, he works at Bruce Power. So I put a nice pair of coveralls on him and some electrical gloves. And he sent me a picture a couple weeks later where they had made a like a harness for him, and then they hung him like as if he was doing working at heights training. So he was like hanging from the rafters. This little figure is like a little elf on the shelf. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, the uh, yeah the uh, the uh, world of the world of little rubber figures. They uh, they it's amazing the um, some of the the power that they hold over us. Is that right? Well, yeah, and I don't know if I've ever told you the story about my LJNs. No, no, no. Um, parents started buying for me when I was like eight years old. Can't remember what the first figures were, but I know they bought me four. I know that because my mom and dad can't remember who it was either, but they bought me four and they knew enough of who the good guys and who the bad guys were. So they bought me like two good guys, two bad guys, so I could have some tag matches, singles, you know, whatever nice. I wanted to do. Yeah. Can't remember who those who those were. Um, by the time everything was said and done, I suppose I had sixty of them. Wow! And the the last one I got was Honky Tonk Man, mm. and I was about twenty five years old, and I found it in a secondhand store. I'm just like, oh, mine. Yeah. And at that point, it wasn't wasn't cool to collect them like it is today, or wasn't you know a collection thing like. But, uh, and I, I wasn't playing with them <clears throat> much, um, <laughs> at 25, <laughs> Yeah. but, uh, yeah, I just found the honk tonk man and then I had them in a Coleman cooler and I threw the honk tonk man in there and I was dating this girl and we had this, uh, sunroom in the back and it had a storage room off to the side hmm. and I would smoke back there. And I was, I remember looking in the storage room and I didn't see the cooler and I, I didn't think a lot of it because she had a little boy and sometimes he would take him down. He'd play with him. Hmm. And then after a few days of smoking and not seeing the cooler and, you know, not seeing them around the apartment, I'm like, sweetie, <laughs> where's the cooler? And she said, I sold it. I said, you sold the cooler? Or you sold what was in the cooler? She said, both. Uh... And I said, why? Uh... Now, keep in mind, okay, her son liked to play with him, too. Mm -hmm. She said, a 25-year-old man does not need dolls. They're not dolls. Okay, maybe they're dolls. Okay. <laughs> but still, 
And that's not the reason I broke up with her. That there, there was right. Many, I mean, there were many other factors in this. I'm sure that was a drop in the bucket, but yeah. But she, uh, yeah, she sold all of them for twenty five dollars. Oh my god! And she said, like, you know, you shouldn't have to. You don't even play with them or anything. And I said, but they're from my childhood. I collected these. Probably about half was my parents. The other half, I kind of took over and just, as you said, flea market, secondhand shops, you know, whatever mm-hmm. you found somewhere. So I had put that together. And off and on, I have gotten LJNs since, mm-hmm. but it's it's just not the same. It's still the heartbreak of the initial cooler sale. It is. Yeah. It is. I sit there and I look at them and I go, like, it's great to have. Yeah. And it's cool that I have them, but they're just not those ones. I'm 45 now. Yeah, it's yeah. just, it's just not the same. It's a really strange story because, like, twenty years ago, I, I bought a cooler full of rubber wrestlers from this lady. Did no, you? I just kidding. I just kidding. Were you a lot of them were a lot of them pa- painted like the NWO. Oh, look at that! <laughs> Would that have been awesome? I'd pull this cooler. Hey, look, are these them? Yeah. yeah. Wait, that. Wait, hold on, you're in your face. Move over. I see a, an orange cooler back. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it uh, that's 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 a shame. Well, we'll try to. I mean, you know, if you, I I've got a few extras if you ever need. If there's one in particular, but uh, but you're right. It it, it must have probably after that initial trauma, it was hard to get back into it. But well, it I, was, uh, and but then there was. I had collected. We we I'm from a farm town, and we mm-hmm. had this video store, and essentially, when they would get a, they would get wrestling videos in for me and like two other people, right, and then once like me. Jason and whoever else, like the yeah, three yeah. people, watch the video. They don't need it anymore. Mm. And the other two guys, they didn't. They saw it. They didn't want it. Me, mm. I would just give them five, ten bucks, and they'd send me. The, yeah. They'd sell me the VHS. So I, I had watched accu- it another five, six hundred times. Exactly. Yeah. So I had accumulated quite a collection until one day mm. I came mm. home and the shelves were bare. Ooh. And we'd already done the wrestling thing, the wrestler thing. Yeah, and... this is the same girl. Yes, man. And I said, sweetheart. With... Uh, I said, sweetheart, where are the videos? She's like, I sold them. Um, and I, I remember, what the fuck is your problem? And yeah. I'm like, why did you sell the videos? Like, I'm thinking, like, I'm just because I'm 25, I can watch videos. Yeah. And I said, why did you sell? Because we need the money. I'm like, no, we don't. Like. <laughs> Sell your shit. Sell your shit, lady. Exactly. <laughs> so she had sold them at a pawn shop. Mm. And I said, give me the money. Give me the motherfucking money. And I went to this pawn shop all the time. I, I've always loved to 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 shop at yeah. pawn shops, second home stuff. So I love shopping there. And she I got the money and I went back to the pawn shop and I said, Hey guys. I said, you know, because they knew she was my girlfriend. And I said, she was not supposed to sell those. Mm. here's your money back give it back to me and they said we can't mm. i said why i said you're supposed to hold on to this for 30 days oh no 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 we still have them i'm like okay it's like she has to come get them oh no they're her because, property because, because it's, that... it's her name on this contract Ugh. if she wants them back she has to come get them and she wasn't going to go get them no it was hard enough to get the money off her in the first place wow and I said, well, you know, she's not going to come here. And they're like, well, sorry, Matt, like we, we can't. And they said, the only way I could do it is if I filed a police report. Oh, and said she stole them. But technically, technically, yeah, but I, I was still in love. Yeah. 
And yeah, all those videos gone. Damn. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I, it's funny. You're helping me realize how lucky I am then because uh, uh, my wife and I were at a, before I kind of started into the, the refinishing and stuff, my wife and I were at a flea market and there was these big box of rubber wrestlers and one of them had a red shirt Hogan in it. And, and that was one of the guys when, when I was a kid, that was my, like I said, that was the one I brought everywhere was my little, because he had that weird stance and uh, that was one of my guys. So I, I saw him and I was like, wow. And so I, I said to the guy like, Hey, how much? And he's like, ah, oh, I don't know, you know, five bucks a piece or whatever. And I said, yeah, I'll take them. And my, my, my wife's like, oh, you should get it. You should get it. And I was like, yeah, okay, I'll take this box. And she's like, oh, no, 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 I meant just the Hogan. Okay, you're going to get And I just picked up the whole yeah, whole cardboard box, <laughs> put it on my shoulder. And she, she was like, oh, okay, a little bit of a misunderstanding there, but all right. So then, I yeah, I came home with a box of, box of, a box of them. And But, uh, uh, yeah, it's, uh, yeah, yeah, that, that would be traumatic for me, I think, if they were uh, sold out from under me. I don't know if I'd look at rubs uh, the same ever again after that, if they were if they yeah. were gone after all these years but yeah i'm having yeah. a tough time i really am yeah but let's yeah. let's talk because you know i i've never had this conversation with someone this is the opportunity for me to have this conversation awesome i want i want your opinion on some of the best either best looking or best equipped hmm. ljns and i want to yeah. know about some of the worst okay so um uh, it's funny when I play when I play wrestling figures with my my son who is sometimes in the room when we're playing. Uh, <laughs> so uh, all of his Mattels, like they're they're way too articulated. Like the the ankles move and like the I'm like why would you ever need to have the whole waist spin around backwards so that your butt is under your belly button? Like what? Why is this is way too articulated? I'm used to these big rubber dog toys like that's my those are so much funner to play with to me in my opinion because you can do suplexes and play with them and stuff so i think that the if we're in a category of the funnest ljns to play with you gotta you gotta have junkyard dog because he's in this big wide stance he can do big body slams power slams he's got a big wide leg he he, do, he's 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 got one fist to punch right? you and he's got one open hand to slap you or to choke you or whatever or to choke yeah, exactly. you, yeah very versatile and I think of all my wrestling figures, that's the one I have the most of. I have like, like a, it's always when I buy a lot, like a like a you know a, a box of twenty figures. There's always at least one or two junkyard dogs in there. Um, so him, I liked uh, as a kid. I really liked uh, playing with um, George Animal Steel because he could do like he had a, he could do like a spear or he could do he could pick you up under his arm or. Uh, um, uh, but as far as equipped, like you were saying, I think, I think, I think the, the uh, honky tonk man that you mentioned, it's pretty cool. It comes with a guitar. If you could find one. He, he uh, yes, I, I loved the accessory. Uh, it didn't come, the one I got didn't come with the guitar, but, um, but honky tonk man is one of my least favorites mm. because he has the jumpsuit on. Right. And okay, fine. He fought the warrior attire on. Exactly. Mm. Once he's in the ring, yeah, he fought the warrior and wore his jumpsuit through the whole thing. The whole thing took 37 seconds. He doesn't wrestle in his jumpsuit. Mm. I don't like mm. Honky Tonk Man, uh, Harley Race. because oh, he has, he's got the coat on? He's got the coat on. Which uh, wasn't even a thing. Like, that wasn't, it was, there was a, like a cape and a robe, but yep. they were like, ah, we'll just do a, I mean, it's cool aesthetically because it's got the cool, like, white fringe and stuff. So it looks cool. 
But yeah, you're right. He wouldn't ever wrestle in that jacket. Yeah. Yeah. But at the same time, he's got uh he's got an open hand, but like his fingers mm. are so like, yeah, you could you could really use those fingers and he's got that fist, like you know right. he's just gonna punch someone. But other than that, uh Hercules. I didn't like Hercules because he uh, had the, the 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 vest, yeah. Well, not even the vest, it was like this armor type thing. Oh, right. Yeah. So the, 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 yeah. I don't like uh, the figures that they're not dressed to compete. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, I had an Iron Sheik as a kid, and I really liked playing with it because the angle that the one arm was on, if you hooked the guy for a DDT, if you dropped it, it he would it would like flip over. And and so that was kind of cool because it had like a little elastic. Because that that I mean I don't know that, that's the other thing. This this is I mean we're we're already in the realm of of nerds, so like let's let's nerd it up here, but. Um, in, in, um, in like your fig fed, I mean, you gotta be able to do certain moves and stuff that, and maybe put a little bit of extra stink on it. And, and, uh, you got a guy like Iron Cheek, he's gonna, he's gonna hook you up. So. Yeah. Um, but that, now you're talking about the DDT, Jake, the snake, mm-hmm. nice wide really, arms. Yeah. Nice wide arms. But he can't but, hook it. But yeah, like, yeah, you can, it's. It, the head fit nicely if, under the arm, and you could just fall yeah. backwards. But it, there, yeah, there was no no grip on, to it. On uh, pro wrestling tees, which I'm not sponsored by, this this sounds like I'm doing a commercial. But on on pro wrestling tees, Jake the Snake has a T-shirt with a picture of his LJN on it with the arms out, and it said and the, it says underneath, "How the fuck am I supposed to DDT anybody <laughs> like this?" <laughs> I I'm have like, not seen that. I'm like, I almost bought it, but I'm like, where am I going to wear a shirt with the F word on it? Like, wow, well, where am I going to? <laughs> Lock her out when I can't drop my kid off at school with that. But anyway, but I, I think that was designed because it came with the snake, so you're supposed to hold the snake in his hands. But then what? Yeah, then you can't. You can still do the DDT, but like the arms, uh, it's just not as cohesive as say the chic, right? So, yeah. and then if you want to talk about accessories and the snake, I I, I remember trying to roll the snake up as small uh, as I could, and right. my mom had this little I don't know what the pouch was for. It's probably for a piece of jewelry or something she right. had, but she gave it to me to use as the snake. But I could never get him small enough. Yeah. So I would end up using like a bag that was like, you know, Crown Royal bag or something. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Just and yeah, yeah. yeah. And then you put that in the corner and it's just way too big. And so now you gotta put the thing under the ring and Yeah. Uh, I think universally it's universally understood. That the worst LJN or Grand Toys was Rick Rude. Yes, uh, that was, technically was, we were going to talk L- Rude. I knew we were yeah. going to talk Rude. Technically, he's not an LJN. He was released under the Grand Toys line, which was uh, which is a Canadian company out of Quebec. Uh, but um, as far as on display, Rick Rude looks really cool because he's got his cool pose and his muscles and stuff. But yeah, his hands are in his pockets. I mean, but he would make a really great Orange Cassidy custom because. Orange Cassidy always has his hands in his pocket, and he wrestles successfully like that. So yeah. maybe, maybe Rick Rude was just ahead of his time. He was uh, foreshadowing Orange Cassidy. Who knows? I just remember using Rick Rude to do a lot of shoulder blocks and yeah. like X factor type drop, drop, drop kicks. kicks yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe like so an did. elbow off the top, you know, second rope or something. But yeah, like an X factor was the type of thing, and he sure yeah. as hell wasn't uh, sure as hell wasn't hooking up. Uh, uh, oh my god, why can't I think of his finisher? Oh, the uh, Rude Awakening. Rude Awakening. Yeah, yeah. Oh my word. Yeah, yeah the uh, uh, whereas my the red shirt, white shirt Hogan, uh, great for the Rude Awakening because he, he, he had one arm up so he could either do like a stunner or a cutter or a neck breaker or and then the other one was down so he could hook a DDT or even a vertical suplex. I used to take 
the white shirt and the red shirt and hook them together because they both had the arms up. So then they were in this like weird lockup and you could like, you know, then you could suplex them from there or whatever. And yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's the other thing while we're still talking about, you know, actually playing with these things is uh, uh, it kind of if you see like the Mattel ones, you almost have to like, so you have to like push them together and then slam them down. Whereas what I would like to do with the LJNs is not throw them, but gently release them and see how they would land because the rubber would bounce around. And like, if you, if you did a stunner with one of them, it would look like the rock. He would land on his, their little rubber feet and they would flip all over the place. And it was super impressive to see these things bounce around. Um, Let's talk about, maybe, you know, the answer to this. I remember that there, there's an ax, but there's no smash. There's a warlord, but I've never seen a barbarian. No barbarian. So, so me, as 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 a you know twenty year old whatever it was, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, that was my demolition was warlord and axe. But of course, oh. warlord was smash, and sometimes axe was barbarian or whatever. Wow. But That's... but yeah, why do, do you know why there was never a smash, never a barbarian? Uh there was. There was plans for both, um, but they, yeah, it was, you know, 1980. It's crazy because why even release the axe then? Like, if you're like, oh, we're going to release the axe on this run and then we'll do the smash on the next run. No, no, just don't just wait and do them both together. Like, I'd rather, as much as I like the axe figure, I'd rather it not exist with smash. Like, they're a team. Yeah. They're never not a team. Like, I've never seen Demolition wrestle singles. I know it's, I know it's happened, but like, Nobody. That's not what they were. They were a tag team. So, and even uh, if they did wrestle as a single, you'd like <laughs> the other ones outside, or you know, yeah, exactly. So, yeah, I guess it just kind of got to be the late '80s, and they sold to Grand Toys, and for some reason, Grand didn't. Uh, uh, they, yeah, they didn't end up going with. So there was also a uh, Bushwhackers planned. Um, that that apparently there's a prototypes of out there. I think Matt Cardona might even own the prototypes. I'm not sure. He owns like a ton of these really cool prototypes. Um, the but there was yeah Bushwhackers. There was a yeah Barbarian and a and a Smash uh plant. So uh, luckily I found a beater axe and uh, I kind of shaved his hair back a little bit and gave him a long a little bit of long hair with some epoxy sculpt. And uh, when I finished the uh, finish the Ben box. I call it my buddy, Ben. He's the one that gave me this whole tote. He's the one that has everything but Haku and, and uh, Sarge. Well, he did until I made him a sergeant, a Haku that is, okay. uh, although that's, it's probably illegal. So like, I mean, you know, Hey, uh, please don't arrest me. Um, but uh, you know what? I, I mean, they, these things haven't been in, in rotation for 40 years or whatever. It's fine. I'm sure the statue of limitations, I could probably make some clones, but anyway, uh, but yeah, custom smash is, uh, is, is a customizer, you know, it's, it, they, uh, they're always making a smash because it's, yeah, it's, uh, it's too bad. It was just kind of the late eighties and they released the ax thinking, okay, next, the next wave that we do, will release a smash. And then for some reason, I don't know, I'm not sure why grand toys didn't, uh, pick it up i think they saw that the like so in the grand toys line there's like andre there's ultimate warrior uh there's some guys that are, i think were a little more marketable or profitable or toyetic maybe uh and so they were like let's go with them instead of instead of smash i guess but yeah it was definitely a shame that there's a tag team like even even if uh if the heart foundation like if it was if there was just brett and just the anvil because at least those guys were singles yeah. Like then, then it'd be like a little less. But to have, uh, yeah, to have no smash with demolition—that's just crazy. 
Well, and and like I I don't know how old you are and how far back you truly go, like you know, in person. But they used to have the 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 two person set. Like mm-hmm. they used to have the killer bees, the British yep. bulldogs, um, like even um, Nikolai Volkov and Iron Sheik came yeah, together they, think, in a set. I think they even did a uh, there was a a Hogan and a Hillbilly Jim, which was kind of an odd. I think I remember that one. Yeah, yeah, it was kind of an odd pairing, but they're like ah, whatever. We got these extra figures, throw them in there, and we'll make them a tag team, I guess, or something. So, uh, for yeah, so for them to not be. I don't know. Maybe the maybe they found that the sales of the double pack were were not as high because people thought they're too expensive to buy two at a time. I don't know, but uh, uh, but for whatever reason, no smash. It's a real shame. Real yeah. shame. But no the, smash. The, uh, no no barbarian. It's just no what, barbarian. What the, what the hell? <laughs> yeah, I, I think I don't know. Maybe Warlord uh, was a little more singles. Uh, like he did a few singles, but yeah, he was still, still, I mean, they were a pretty good tag team. It's uh, it's a shame there was no barbarian. Lots yeah. of barbarian customs out there too. Uh, people, uh, people kind of just do a warlord with a real, with a bigger head. Yeah. <laughs> but... <laughs> and and uh, do you find that there are a lot of people trying to pawn them off as genuine? Um, not that, not that I've, seen. I've run into, I've of... run into a few, like, yeah. I, I kind of like I get nostalgic and I go on to Google or whatever, mm-hmm. and I'm just like, you know, did this ever happen or something? And I remember like, did a smash never happen? Did a barbarian ever happen? Yeah. And I, I remember coming across ads that said genuine smash figure or very rare mm-hmm. smash figure. And yeah, if you look in like the description, you kind of look in the fine print or you look, you know, you read down far enough. It's like it's very rare because i'm the only one that's made it like it's <laughs> yeah that's why it's rare it's because it's not yeah yeah um there's a there was a big rumor there was an undertaker too which was not not even close to being true uh, a lot of but but there is yeah lots of really great undertaker customs out there but um i found that uh in most of the people i've dealt with in the like ljn either collector or, or customization world is they take pride in their customs so they don't they don't like they kind of purposely I've even seen guys that'll take a short hair Andre and make it a black strap Andre and they'll put the strap on the other side just so there's no confusion. This isn't a factory black strap. Like it's like, it's, it's uh, there's a little bit of a, I don't want to say honor, but like a little bit of a, you know, a, a prestige, I guess in, in, I know with mine, I always mark them as, but at the same time with mine, you know, that they're not, like you know that they're clones because I'll I'll do a totally different paint job I'll do a totally different whatever so you know it's a you know it's a custom like when I did I did a clone of uh, Ultimate Warrior and I did white and blue like it was really obvious that this is not the you know this is not the the real thing just so it doesn't you know anybody doesn't uh, I, I yeah I would hate to for someone to get a clone and be like thinking it's the real thing and oh look at this great deal I got on this four hundred dollar figure that I got for sixty five bucks or whatever whatever right so yeah yeah in, in my experience a lot of people have have but I'm but I'm sure like you were saying I'm sure there's guys out there that are that are trying to you know trying to scam some people into thinking they're real now you you kind of alluded to it um the the community the re rub community <laughs> um. Is is there an appreciation for like I'm sure there's an appreciation for each other, but uh, like um, uh, the the uh, Sin Bodhi, he mm. you know he does uh, you know he does many great customs. Yeah. Um. But is is there like a community like you know getting uh, getting a hold of each other and saying you know, mm. 
hey, I had someone ask me this, you got any tips or, you know, hey, I, I love the job you did with this. What color paint is that? Is there kind of that community or, yeah. you know, other than you and Sin, I think there's one other person that I would know like that I if I saw them. And, but unfortunately, they, they escaped me off the top of my head. Mm. Um, I don't know how big the community really is. Mm-hmm. But is there like an interaction or is it more of just an appreciation? Just like, yeah. you know, I like what Sin does and stuff like that. I think um, so. I think in Sin's case, since he was in the WWE, I think uh, people maybe are a little more leery to reach out to him because he uh, like they're like, oh, I don't want to bug a name. Right. Like he's going to he's going to big league me or whatever. But uh, but I remember this is this is kind of off topic, but I remember uh, Sin was just happened to be back in Canada and he 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 was like well i might as well wrestle some shows in ontario so he uh got a hold of a friend of mine and sh- and uh she said yeah here's joe's number call him up maybe and and i'm sure he can get you in pw and get you onto a pwa show or something so he called my number but at the time i was still like i was i was just getting my apartment so i was still living at home so he called and talked to my mom and <laughs> sin and my mom had like a really nice like 45 minute uh, conversation so my mom was like yeah this really nice gentleman called today and i was like oh what's his name and she's like sin i'm like i'm sorry what so i, I was like well do you know who that is and she's like no but he, he was so polite and he was really nice and so i brought up a picture of this guy with the, the at the time he had this like the big um uh apron with like butcher blood all over it and he's got crazy eyes and tattoos and she was like oh wow like she that that's not who she expected because he's super professional super nice so so he was one of the guys i reached out to kind of at the beginning like hey what kind of epoxy am i using to like mold these guys together and um another guy matt striker he has a youtube uh channel and he he's he he he's really good at matching colors so if you're trying to make a skin tone a lot of guys are like oh like oh guys think oh you just use maybe brown or whatever but he's like oh you gotta add some yellow and some red and some orange and like it's he's he's got a really good uh so he's a good guy to reach out to but yeah for sure uh it's it's definitely not as competitive as i thought because people a lot of people aren't in it for i'm making these customs to sell and 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 whatever so it's kind of like if you want to buy like a beater you know big john stud or something that's the community you reach out to because on ebay they're still going to be kind of expensive or or wherever you might not be able to find one in the wild but if you if there's so many um like facebook groups just like anything any any whether you're into motorcycles or whatever there's always a facebook group right so there's three or four ljn ones you can you can put on there and say hey anybody got a bam bam bigelow uh, that, you know, a bunch will come up and they're, and they're going to be 40 bucks rather than 120 on online somewhere. Right. So, so yeah, it's, uh, and, and, and also they'll say, yeah, I do have one, but it's been touched up. I hope that's okay. Or, or I do have one, but it's, so it's, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's really neat how open, uh, how open they are. Another thing too, is when I sold, I decided to sell my, um, mail away Sergeant Slaughter. I wanted to buy a four wheeler and I thought, you know what? This thing's got a big USA across the front. I'm like, it's not, it's cool, but to me, it's a hat. First of all, it's a Hasbro. Like, it's not rubber. It's, it's still really cool. This are just, I'm glad that I got to see one in person. I got to own one. That was really cool. But I thought there's somebody out there that's missing this out of their, you know, collection and they're dying for it. I'm going to sell it. So when I sold it, there was a bunch of people, like, of course, it was for a high price because they're so rare. And there was a bunch of people that were like, does anybody know this guy? 
And a couple people were like, yeah, yeah, I know him. I've bought some stuff from him before. Or I've sold some stuff from him before. And they're like, oh, okay, sounds good. And then I was able to sell it. So it's, it's really neat. Like the, uh, this, you know, the community that does kind of, you know, uh, that vouches for you. Yeah. Instead of saying, no, 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 stay away from that guy. He's, you know, he's, he's going to, you're going to e-transfer him and then you'll never get it. Uh, it's, uh, yeah. It's, so it's really good. You're kind of, you're kind of, they're kind of have their own little security, uh, <laughs> security system. So, yeah. Um, I know, I know for a fact you're a Bret Hart guy. Oh yeah. How many variations do you have of Bret Hart? Like just your, your own personal, like, cause obviously Bret Hart had numerous different outfits, mm -hmm. different airbrushings, different, you know, Oh, you're not talking about just the LJN. You mean well, no, like no, I mean, many... I mean, oh. in his career, I mean, in oh. his career, um, like how many different variations have you just out of your personal, you know, Oh, I'm, I'm going to do the one where he had like the white, the white trim, mm -hmm. or he had like the skull or not the skull, the, um, the, the Bret Hart logo. And it was just kind right. of on a tilt and did, or maybe, maybe you're just gonna like, Matt, I've never done that, but do you have, have you personally done yeah. some variations of your own? Yeah. I've Yeah. It's uh, it's funny you said that. Yeah. So um, that was one of, like obviously I had to have a Brett LJN for my, for my Brett display. Uh, so I got just kind of a regular one that, um, had the, had the like pink or purple pants. And then I found one that was, uh, it was all like, he was all like dirty and moldy. So I cleaned them up, repainted them. And then, uh, normally when I do a custom Brett, I will do black pants and then a pink up top or, or uh, just because, all of them that were released were all like purple pants or pink pants and then black, a black top. So just to be a little unique, like my, so my, my buddy that I was telling about with the tote, um, he, he's also a huge uh, Brett fan. He was, he was, uh, even like, even at high school when we were all like, you know, it's, it, it, it he, it, he was already retired by then. He was still a big Hitman fan. So I knew that when I customized his, they had to be special. So I did the Heart Foundation, same thing. I, yeah, like you were saying, I did them in uh, black pants, white stripe down the side with a pink down the middle, and nice white boots. And um, it, yeah, the the actual LJN ones have black boots, and I don't know how I don't know how common that was because I think the Hitman almost always wore white uh, white boots with like that weird off pink, um, uh, color or star on it. So, so yeah, normally when I customize them, black pants with the stripe and then pink up top and I'll maybe change the, I did the change the, uh, uh, uh the sunglasses do a nice silver or something. So, yeah. Now, how, how do you do something like that? Like the, is it easy to change the glasses? Cause he has like normal sunglasses, but I think you're talking more of the, the wraparounds. Yeah. Yeah, um, is that easy to do? Like, is it? I've seen. Was it you that like cut someone in half or cut like different ones in half? Yeah, I made a uh, I made an Eddie Kingston uh, okay. because I knew eventually they're going to make an Eddie Kingston action figure. But Eddie Kingston is like, he, first of all, he's like an Ontario Eric Easy -E always calls him an, an indie legend. Like, you know, Eric, he's such a cool, such a cool dude, just even to talk to. Like, even if it's not wrestling. So he was at a show we had in Kitchener. And I was doing commentary for like YouTube so that we, you know, like we would release it and we'd have commentary, which is one of my favorite things to do. I love doing commentary. And he just happened to kind of poke his head out and was standing there. And I said, Hey, do you want to, do you want to join me? So there's one match out there on YouTube. I believe it's Bia, it's Bia versus CC where it's me and Eddie Kingston commentating. And it's hilarious because he's like, Oh, wow. He's like, he's got that New York accent. But anyway, so I thought, well, I got to make an Eddie Kingston because 
I know I know eventually they're going to release one, but like I can't have my I, I have kind of like another little display that has all the guys that, that I've uh, either, you know, maybe done some ring announcing for or, or referee that I've kind of worked with in uh, in in indie wrestling. And I'm like, I got to have it at Kingston. So I'm looking at a junkyard dog. He's got that very like slight uh, gut kind of just like Eddie does. And then Corporal Kirchner has pant like cargo pants. And I'm like, that's what Eddie wears. He's got the black with the pockets. So so, yeah, we we chopped him in half. And Lenny, uh, Lenny Lilac not was not happy with me he's like you can't cut up the original guys so i sent him a picture of uh i i put all my junkyard dogs and all my corporal kirchner side by side and i think i had like seven or eight of each and yeah. i sent him a picture i'm like i think i'll be okay if i, I think i can sacrifice one of each of these. yeah and yeah. and i'm and i'm i kept like the bottom half and top half of the other guy like i'm gonna use them for something else down the road too because you're bound to get a guy in that's gonna be missing a foot or whatever and i can use I can use pieces off these guys. Like it's not, you know, they were, they were in pretty rough shape anyway, but, but yeah, we cut them in half, uh, molded them together and, and, uh, kind of made a subtle, kind of made a subtle gut. I don't want him to be mad that I, you know, I didn't want to make him too chubby. Uh, <laughs> but Eddie Kingston has that nice soul, you know? So, uh, yeah, I, I, uh, I pieced that one together and then I posted it and I couldn't believe it. I got a comment from Eddie Kingston. He wrote, he said that he was humbled that I had, made him a wrestling figure and then sure enough a week later they they released the AEW figure on ringside collectibles anyway so i got that too but but still it was he's got the, that's probably the only eddie kingston ljn anyway so he was pretty happy with that he's pretty happy with that so and so was i so let's finish off with this who is who is still to be done like who in your head are you still trying to figure out how you're going to do or what, what is there a holy grail out there? Like I, I need that one so I can uh, so I can restore it. Like ideas for it. Like what what hmm. what is what's the goals here? Yeah, like so I had always wanted to do a Josh Alexander, and then I did one, and everybody kind of shit on it because I'd used a Nikolai Volkov face, and it ended up looking like Rex because his face was too fat for Josh Alexander. Instead of having a nice thin face and like a and like a nice beard. The facial expression that Nikolai Volkov makes when you shave all his hair off looks like Rex. So they're like, why is Rex dressed as a Josh Alexander? Then sure enough, there's a picture around the internet where Josh found one of Josh or sorry, Rex found one of Josh's old singlets and put it on and like started walking around and chopping people. And so I'm like, there you go. The fan the the prophecy has been fulfilled. Rex dressed as Josh Alexander. Here's a custom figure of that. So uh so yeah, I might maybe modify that, try to trim his head down a little bit, make him look a little bit more like Josh. But um I remember when I found I remember when I found um my Haku. Um and I think I kind of want like I, I did a a nice like King Haku custom, but uh um that's another one too. There's no Tonga kid. There's a Haku, no Tonga kid. Yeah. But I remember when uh, when I when I found the haku, my wife, I was reading a book to my son, like a bedtime story to my son. And my wife came in. She goes, oh, check it out. There's some LJNs in uh, a little town called Bayfield, which is probably half hour or something away from Goddardshire. And uh, and then all of a sudden it was like, ding, ding, ding. All these people kept tagging me in it. Ding, 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 ding. So I look and there's like there's a killer bees and there's like a, uh, there's like a Corporal Kirchner. There's some pretty common guys in there. And in the back is a haku. I'm like, this is the most random, like there's all these like common five, $10 figures. And then one holy, like the white whale of yeah. like, because my buddy Ben, like I said, the only ones he didn't have was Haku and, and Sergeant Slaughter. And, and he, 
I remember him saying like, I'd never even seen one. I don't know where, like they were so rare. So I, they, they were asking like 75 bucks for the whole lot. So I, I, I started getting my, my gear on. I'm like, I'm going, I'm going right now tonight. So I said to my wife, message her and tell her I'll give her 200 bucks for everything. And she's like, I- I'm just going to tell her 75. <laughs> so I, so she transferred her right then. And I drove to Bayfield that night and Haku rode on my dash on the way home. And then, uh, yeah, that I, uh, so that, that was one that I definitely had to get a hold of. Um, but, uh, but yeah, that, that's, uh, another one like the guys are like, I don't have a Haku. Can you make me one? I don't have a Haku. Can you, can you make me one? So, so yeah, that was one that, uh, I, and I, and I had always wanted a Bam, Bam Bigelow as well. And I found, luckily I found a couple of those. So now, um, Rerub Studios has entered into, um, bust molding. So I had a little bit extra rubber. And now I do just Bam Bam heads and shoulders. And so you can put them on your dash or you can put them on your your off, your desk office. That's kind of something we've kind of branched out into uh, here at the old Rerub studio. But but yeah, there's definitely a few other uh, customs that I got. Yeah, I, I that I've got in the like they, I always come up I'm going, and I say that would make a cool, you know, that would make a cool custom. But yeah, you got to try to got to try to pick and choose. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> all right you mentioned rerub studios where can everybody find your your gallery your where where can everybody find this and get a hold of you and start you know pestering you yeah you know Certainly. patronizing so, you about yeah. you know uh, <laughs> yeah, can I had, you do I had, this uh, that and the other i had someone just the other day who's like hey I'm, I'm starting to touch these up what should i do and certainly reach out to me and and because there's not a lot of things i'm good at but like uh, but I feel really smart when people ask me about LJNs and, and customization. So certainly reach out to me. I'm not going to, I'm not going to steer you wrong just so that, you know, you're, I, I don't view you as competition. If you're going to be customized and you talk to me, I'll, I'll see what I see if I can help you. But uh, so it's at Instagram, it's at rerub figs. Uh, and on Facebook, it's rerub studios. Uh, and, uh, and at mild thing, Joe 98 is my, my other Instagram. If uh, for whatever reason, I don't answer you on rerub figs, but uh but uh, yeah, certainly if you have questions about, you know, what, what kind of paint or what kind of some, a lot of another really common question is what should I use to like clean the paint marks off? That's not going to damage the figure and, you know, things like that. It's uh, certainly reach out. I'm not down in the studio here as much as I, as much as I should be, but uh, I'm always up for, for either helping somebody out or if you have a custom that, or, or not a custom, if you have a figure that, you know, maybe needs a little bit of, a little bit of loving and uh, you need to touch it up or make a, you know, maybe a little bit of a paint job. Let me know. It's it's always a fun thing to do. Fighters, you want to help this podcast? I will tell you how to help this podcast. You can follow us on Twitter at Time to Fight Pod. You can follow me, the host of this podcast, at Announcer Terry. I am a ring announcer. I am a damn good ring announcer. And by all means, if you have any questions, comments, or concerns about this podcast, please email us at timetofightpod at gmail.com. That is timetofightpod at gmail.com. Thank you so much for tuning in this week. I will see you all next week. And as always, Isaac, I love you. <laughs>